It's Story Guys. That's, my name is Brian. That's right, and I'm Murdoch. Uh, and this is a fake game show podcast. That, that's right. So what we do is uh, every week we get together and we decide we're going to tell stories. We come up with a theme. A story starter. The story starter this week going to be based on a rock and roll tune. Spoiler alert. We're not there yet. We'll tell you what it is in just a moment. But today we have a, we have a hat full of... Songs. Story starters that are song titles. And yes. so we're going to pick one of those and we'll go from there. And uh, you, you might be wondering, um, what, do, what do you get if you tell the best story on, on this podcast? Oh, so when, when you tell the best story, when Brian and I tell the best story, we at the very end, we have to be very honest and determine which one of us has the best story. So which one of us has the best story gets an enormous amount of points that we make up. Right. And, and we get to wear... The storytelling tiara, tiara, <laughs> tiara. I cannot say that word. Yeah. And when I walk out, I have on a pink tutu. Yeah. So you it's do pretty you, nice. I'll do me. So okay. I am wearing the storytelling tiara this week because of uh, the last episode. But I could lose it in this battle with Murdoch. Now, real quickly, another thing we need to cover is why are we telling stories and who are we? We're, we're best buddies. We used to have a podcast together for five years called Ice Cream Headache, the podcast. Yeah. Our professional lives uh, got in the way. We do marketing stuff that has to do with storytelling and social media and that kind of thing. And now we do this as an excuse to get together and make sure we're telling each other stories. That's right. When we're not doing corporate marketing gigs and talking about <laughs> mind-melding ways to brainwash society with advertising techniques, we're here to tell stories, to wear the tiara on Monday night football. I don't even know I, what, I what promise, that voice is. It's I, like I, Howard Cosell, but like Bush League. I, I will learn how to say tiara before this whole thing is over. Am I getting better? No, who cares? It's like the time I, I, I couldn't say Chipotle, which oh, I still feel silly every time I say it. Me too, but you. I think it continues to bring the charm that you're not going to know how to say the crown and you just say tiara. Okay, so are we ready for today's topic? Yes. Okay. Let's... And the song title we will be finding a story from or inspiration for a story from is... Freebird. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I would call a proxy and call my buddy Judd, who has a small bird that he carries around on his shoulder, and let him tell a story if it was Freebird. But it's not. It's Kids. Kids by MGMT. You know that song? Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Is that a copyright thing? Never mind. Um, Did we... We're not, we're not going to play the actual song. You didn't play the four bar. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay. So, uh, kids, and I have the crown, so I get to choose who goes first. That's right. Um, It's like football. I know. And I'm going to say you're going first this week. Mm, Okay. All right. So, the topic is kids. Kids. This is story, guys. Murdoch's up first. Go. All right. So, uh, kids, man. So, we were all kids once (laughs) on a shining... On a hill, under the sun. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I think er- all kids eat weird, right? But, I, you know, I, I felt like, well, definitely from the feedback I got from other children and how they picked on me, I think that I did eat and have very different eating habits than everyone else. Were you super picky? Like, what do you mean yeah. different eating habits? Yeah, there, there was that. So there was that thing where the allergy test happened, and then the parent tells you you're allergic to everything, like milk, grass, air, <laughs> uh, nitrogen. All Kindness. That, right. Yeah all, the, yeah, all that love. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Rock music. You know. So... Yeah, so I was really picky, so I would just eat, it was just sort of chicken, 
at the beginning. Yeah. And then I would go places. It's fairly healthy. I mean, it, are, is it fried chicken or breaded chicken? Of course, this was like the 70s, Bread, so nobody cared. Breaded chicken? The 70s? <laughs> in Tennessee, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> breaded chicken? So um, I would go to catfish places, you know, where they just had catfish yeah. and hush puppies, and they would tell me that was chicken. So I'd eat it. Um, I'd go to, they would go to KFC, and my mom would give me like three pieces of chicken, and I would just eat all the skin off of it. And then, you know, that was like throw away the meat. It was weird. Like I, I've heard other kids, I guess, eat oh, yeah, I don't think that's all that uncommon. That's not weird. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not good it's for you, but it's not that weird. Not good for you? Really? <laughs> Fried chicken skin. Um, and there's this guy named Russell Petty. Russell's passed away. I know he passed away like several years ago or whatever. But I remember him very well. Uh, and he was like a friend of the family. And he worked at this market. And they had frozen pizzas. And for some reason, and I was too young to really know, I used to eat frozen pizzas frozen. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Like you would pull them out of the freezer and you would skip the step where you put them in the oven. Well, and like, you would just go straight to your mouth. Well, like when you're like five or six, like oven is not part of like things you do, right? <laughs> so I don't know why. And like to this day... Um, I mean, like I could eat pizza at every meal until like everything kind of stops up and you have to hit the Metamucil or whatever, but <laughs> right. It's so delicious. So I'm still like, I have like, you're still trying to chase that dragon, that serotonin, like just gets dragged across my brain every time I get that pizza. Yeah. So I, and, and we, and it was strange. So if anyone ever came over to our house, we had the same thing to eat every night. We either had hamburgers, pork tenderloin, or steak, and French fries and mashed, mashed potatoes. And we had scrambled eggs. We had fried country ham in the morning, and it was, and then it was fried, and then you scramble the eggs in the ham grease. So you the same the same pan, right? So you yeah yeah yeah. And then you just throw the it's eggs. Just some Tennessee stuff, right? Yeah, here. they're like the eggs come out brown, and I've like done that in my house now with my family, and they're like, oh my, what is up with your eggs? <laughs> Because it does, it's really gross. Is this soy sauce? What did you do? I mean, it is a soy sauce color. So, but anyway, it, um, I was a sickly kid. So, uh, like I was a real, well, really, you ain't like that. And you yeah. were sickly. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So, uh, like I had asthma and things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, whatever. But yes, yeah, so I was really skinny. Like I was a real skinny, small kid. And I got glasses when I was like eight and. You know, it's like, you know, my mom teaching me how to read the National Enquirer. I'm the smartest kid ever. Um, and, man, I got I got picked on a lot for the size, the glasses, and being a nerd. You know, it's the 70s, 80s. Like, none of these things are popular things. Well, he's fit, somewhat. He's smart. <laughs> he, he's not chubby. Let's yeah. celebrate that. Let's punch that kid in the face. <laughs> so that was tough. Um, yes, yeah, so I never, like... I never had like a growth spurt or any of those things. I was just skinny, skinny kid. So how much did you weigh when you graduated high school? I weighed 107 pounds. No. Yeah. So I am also a thin dude. Yeah, I'm but, still a thin dude. But you've never weighed 107 pounds, right? I weighed 107 pounds probably early high school. Like, because I remember there was a punk band I listened to in junior high called 90 Pound Wuss. And I was like, well, this is clearly named after me. Yeah. Um, because I was in the, I was around 90, 100 pounds. Okay. But then once I got into high school, I got about to where I am now, which is 
140, 130, 140. Yeah. So I, I was I was smaller than you when you graduated high school, which yeah, people may, like if the two of us were talking, and friends of ours would have no idea that was actually a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That for I was sure. smaller than you. Like, right. So this is how small I was, and this is this is the this is the coup de gras. <laughs> Of how small I was. <laughs> the the, the denouement, this story, here it comes. I have a friend that I, I grew up with, and she must have moved, moved, I guess, moved in high school. And uh, her name is Carlita. And Carlita was like one of the first, um, like, Hispanic, like, kids I knew, like, mm-hmm. growing up at all. Yeah. Uh, and Carlita had a, it was like her, like her and five little brothers. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And they had their parents let us have Super Bowl parties at their house. So I'm in high school and and we're not having like we're going to play, you know, bingo Uno and, yeah, right. before the like eh, it's a Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah. For teenagers. Yeah. Where stuff happened. Right. Uh yeah. So so we're Carlita and I were teenagers, right? But those little brothers were small. Like they were elementary or middle school and they were tiny little guys and they made so much fun of me all like every time I went over to that house the Super Bowl parties or whenever I was ever there they would just torment me all at once and you know what they would call me <laughs> strength in numbers you know what they call me what stick man hey stick man <laughs> hey stick man what's going on stick man that's that's how small I was that these kids who were six or seven years older than me would chase me around their house and out in the front yard and say, what's going on, stick man? And to this day, there are times where I'm sitting around like I'm, you know, you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, you're trying to have that internal conversation or whatever. And then I, I'm sometimes I look down and I'm like, look at my arms and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm still stick man. Like, you know, it's like, I got these, it's like, I am these, the, the arms and legs no, there's like no body mass. They're, they're still the ghosts of our childhoods that haunt us, regardless of if you were chubby or skinny or normal size or had weird teeth or had weird noses. I remember as a kid, I had a, a pad of stickers. I must have been, I don't know, maybe I was 10 or something, but I had some stickers and I gave one of them. They were of animals that were like cartoonish. And I, I took one of them off and it was a it was a beaver with big exaggerated buck teeth. And I gave it to my dad and I said, this is you. And it's the only time in my childhood he got very serious and he looked at me and he said, I do not want this. This hurts my feelings. And I was like, what? And I was like a little kid. Like I was like, here's a sticker for you, a sticker for you, a sticker for you. And I just handed him the Bieber one by just total coincidence. And I found out that he had had, when he was young, he'd had buck teeth. Freddie and Mercury. I guess they'd eventually gotten fixed or whatever, but I never knew that about him. Wow. And people made fun of his teeth all the time. And like it like was a trigger from wow. his 10-year-old son in you know the early 90s. Just think, your dad, the preacher... Has something in common with Freddie Mercury. He does. I can do... What's he say in the movie? Something about how many octaves he can hit? Helps me hit more octaves, octaves. baby. <laughs> when Stick man! Stick man! <laughs> okay, so that's my story. All right, so Stick Man is your story. Uh, right. I, and you're sticking to it. I like it. Right. Um, okay, so kids... 
Now it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's a broad topic. I could talk about my kids. I'm actually going to talk about me, but I'll bridge it by saying that I was reminded of this story the other day because my son, uh, who is seven currently, which is about the age I was when this happened, um, has been he's developed a nervous habit. He's figured out how to whistle. And then he just started whistling all the time without realizing he was doing it. Mm. And he would do it at home and it would get a little annoying. And you'd say, Hey buddy, can you stop whistling? And then he would just do it again in a few minutes because he didn't realize he was doing it. Yeah. And I was kind of like, kids will be kids. He's, you know, maybe we'll give him a little space, but I, uh, I'm, I'm friendly with his teacher. Um, and I ran into his teacher at a school thing somewhat recently. And his teacher said, Hey, um, so, Harper's got this whistling thing going on. And I was like, oh, so it's crossed into school. So now we have to fix it. Um, So that reminded me of a similar issue I had in the second grade, which was without realizing it, (laughs) I would just make uh, noises with my mouth. (laughs) Like just not whistling, just like... I never realized I did it. And no one ever told me I did it. But it's not like a tick or anything. No, I don't think so. I think I just did it without like it was like a comforting thing, you know, like you know, it's like tapping your fingers right. or whatever. And, and this is before you had discovered Run DMC or the Human Beatbox for Fat. Yeah, Boys. unfortunately, there was, you, there was there was none of that happening. With I the was preachers not kid, part right? of a hip hop group in yeah. second grade. Yeah, the the, the church hip hop group where we were like, yeah, I got <laughs> saved. Yeah, that didn't <laughs> that didn't that didn't happen. Um, I owned some of those records later. <laughs> But I did not create them. So, oh God. okay, sorry. Uh, it was pointed out to me that I had this issue when I switched schools in second grade, and I started going to a school, um, and I sat next to Amanda, Amanda Powell. I'm sure she's married now, so we'll protect her innocence. Hopefully, she is not attached to her Facebook because you will want to send her a Facebook message and tell her how mean she was on my behalf. No, but I would sit next to her and she would, stop doing that. Why are you doing that all the time? You're gross. And she would like just punch me in the arm and tell me to stop doing it. And I got developed a little bit of a complex and you know what i quit i quit doing it because i was very you know i mean as i should have right it was just not negative reinforcement from amanda right who by the way amanda waylon jennings songs isn't about you anyway stop (laughs) making fun of my friend and his mouth mouth noises hey listen you know what barry manilow he's not singing about you either um so uh anyway this reminded me when we were talking about being kids of yeah. being in that second grade classroom sitting next to Amanda Powell. Oh man, so and, what and, a thing. Yeah, so With there was that main memory of Amanda Powell harassing me, but there's another main memory from that class. Man, I hope she got married. Full of kids. Yeah, I'm very interested as to yeah, we've what's happened to Amanda Powell. It. Okay. So, um we're in the classroom and and Miss Merritt was our teacher and she remi- like in my memory, you know how you like Cap, you have these captured memories of things and you're not sure if they've been influenced by pop culture oh, because yeah. in in my memory she's Carol Burnett and Annie <laughs> she's Mrs. Hannigan yeah ah, like she smoked two packs a day and she had long stringy curly red hair and she'd like kind of wander in in a red dress and be like yeah you get up to the chalkboard boy yeah, yeah. Um, and she was drunk in your class <laughs> Brian kind of public school to the in, in my in my mind okay she yeah. was um, so one day she handed out a piece of paper to every everyone actually i gotta back up before that happened we were doing something in the classroom and i needed her help and so we were doing desk work and i took my paper up to her and she's explaining it to me 
and my mind starts to wander as it does still but especially you know when you're seven or eight and i notice there's a stack of of handouts on the edge of her desk and all i can see is the bottom of it and on the bottom of it it's a worksheet but on the very bottom of it it says number 22 don't do anything now that you've read all of the directions just sign your name at the top, turn your paper over, and wait for the teacher to collect it. And I'm like, what is that? That's strange. Hmm, weird. So she helps me with my problem. I go and sit down. The next day or two, Mrs. Merritt stands up in front of the classroom and says, okay, it is now time for us to do a little worksheet. It's and psychological she, challenge with Mrs. Merritt. going to mess with your it's brain. It's time for us to do a little worksheet, Wazowski. Um, you little orphans. <laughs> you little parents, orphans. No one's coming to get you at three. And so she... she <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> she, she passes out these papers. And I, I recognize when one hits my desk that this is a paper that I've seen before, right. or at least the bottom of them. Yeah. And I'm still not sure what's going on, but she says, make sure you read the directions. Make sure you read the directions. Make sure you read the directions. She says it three times, and then she goes and sits down, and it's quiet. Does she want you to read the directions? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. So, um, the first direction, number one, there's 22 things. We've seen 22, spoiler alert. Number one, read all the directions. And then number two is like, draw a circle. Number three is like, draw a cow. Number four is like, ask your neighbor their phone number. I mean, it's like just crazy stuff and it takes forever. But I look and I read all the, and I'm like, oh, I've seen the last direction. This is a trick. We're not supposed to do anything. And so I just wait a second. I double check. And then I turn my paper over and put my pencil down and I sit there. And I watch the rest of the classroom, every single one of the other 23 students do every single one of the 22 issues or things they're supposed to do. And then they get to the very bottom. And Miss Merritt waits an appropriate amount of time and she stands up and she begins to lecture the class on how none of them read the directions. Well, she takes the paper up. And then she notices that I'm the only one and she lectures the entire class and she's like, but Brian, and she has me stand up and come to the front of the class oh, how and says, how embarrassing. only Brian followed the directions on the worksheet. <laughs> and I was so Ugh. like, I had no idea what to do because in my mind, I had cheated. Yes. Oh, look at you. So I, until this moment, never thought that you cheated. Really? No. So that's interesting. So yeah. I felt like I had cheated. Yeah. I'm like, you got the upper hand. So, so in the last episode. You felt guilty. I, I felt so guilty. And so I asked you in the last episode what you, I told you the story. And then I said, what do you think I did? So what do you think I did in this situation? Oh. Do you think I ratted myself out or I just accepted her praise and sat back down? Oh, man. These are tricks, man. <laughs> These are hard. Well, because humans are not consistent. We are inconsistent no. beings. So yeah. from one time, we, we may have the best intentions, but we may not deliver on them. And the other time, we might. So 
In another story that we told on the show, I made I made a pretty good decision. I think in retrospect, you had it was a, a nerdy decision. You had an audience of one, and now you have an audience of almost thirty, including an adult, but all of your peers and your kids. You said nothing, and you sat down. I said nothing. I sat back down. It still bothers me to this day. I'm almost thirty six <laughs> years old, and I still feel uncomfortable when I tell that story. What do you feel uncomfortable about? That I cheated. Oh I'd goodness. seen the worksheet before anybody else. It was totally happenstance, and I didn't mean to see it. But I knew as soon as she handed the worksheet out that it was a trick. And I, and but she praised me like, and at that point, I you know, I, I was hot stuff, at least in her eyes. And I mean, it was Miss Hannigan. Like you want to make sure Miss Merritt slash Hannigan is on Not, your good side. Doesn't send you to the other orphanage or whatever Miss <laughs> Hannigan does. <laughs> Read the directions. Uh, Read them. By the way, love Carol Burnett. So, uh, who wins? There's no contest. It's you. No. You it, think it's me? Yeah. You're. You're like. It, it, there's so much good as gold in this story, Brian. <laughs> I mean, and, and also, and also, putting in perspective that you felt in the uh, in our other episode, you felt. You were like, I don't want to go to juvie. <laughs> and here, it never even occurred to me until you said it out loud that you thought you cheated. I was like, hey, it's on the bottom, number 22. <laughs> I didn't even think about those things. And now I'm starting to feel a little weird about myself, thinking like, do I, do I just take the easy way out when I can? Because I'm an opportunist, and you're like an incredibly honest. No, you get to keep the tiara. I'm, I, no, it's you. I'm keeping the tiara, and I'm getting how many points? You're getting 78 points. I, I, okay, good. Because I feel if it had been more than that, I would have felt a little guilty. I have, I have a guilt problem. Last time you got 47 million points. Okay, so, so now it we're balances just, out. Yeah, we're just. We're, it has to be. We're never going to give the same amount of points. Yeah, yeah, okay. If there was a way that this made sense, our point structure. <laughs> I, I wish we could play the $25,000 pyramid theme. Yeah, there We'd have go. to pay for that. But... <laughs> and we just talk over it as like the credits are rolling now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it is. That's another episode. It's the story, guys. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And make sure and keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.